Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Grizzly Bear Bets podcast on the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chase Bobbitt. Today is Monday, October 3rd, 2022, and we are finally up and running on this brand new podcast for the 2022-2023 season. Thank you to everyone at grizzlybearblues.com, everyone at the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network for allowing me to host this podcast, allowing me to take this idea I have and make it a reality on the network. So I'm really looking forward to it. I think we have a lot of great things to offer this season. And I really just want to get straight into it. Um, We'll talk about team futures today. So Memphis Grizzly team futures for the upcoming season. And then next Monday, October 10th, we will do the player futures for the 2022-2023 season. And then from that point forward, this will become a game day podcast. So whenever the Grizzlies have a game, this podcast will be released. We'll talk about the lines for the night, talk about the trends, talk about over-unders of players, whatever it may be for that night that I think can be valuable before you make your bets. So the idea is that there'll be short podcasts, 20 minutes, 25 minutes max, give you guys the information, allow you to digest it, make your decision, and then make the bet. So this isn't betting advice, no financial liability on my end if you were to make a bet and it doesn't hit or anything like that. I just want to give you guys the information, talk about the Memphis Grizzlies with a gambling twist. So I'll give my best bet of the night every night, and we'll kind of track that to just show how I'm doing. And those will be, you know, whether it's John Morant over 29 points against the Knicks on opening night, whatever it is, that's going to be my best bet. That will really be the only one I say, bet this. I'm betting this. I'll tell you which ways I lean, but this is not going to be one of those things where I'm not going to use word locks because anyone who's an experienced gambler knows that, in this, you know, in this lane, nothing is a lock. So, want to make that clear. I'll give my best bets of the night, like I said, but just take the information and then use that as you wish for the Memphis Grizzlies and the games that they'll be playing. So, I'm using DraftKings for all these odds. I do want to make that clear as well because I know that different sports books may offer different lines. Usually, they should be around the same, but sometimes they do vary a bit. And when I get into props, sometimes, you know, DraftKings may have exclusive props that are only available on DraftKings. So anything I say, anything I tweet, anything about gambling in general in terms of odds, it will be DraftKings that I use. So please use, take that into account when you're making these bets and let's get right into it. So again, Memphis Grizzly team futures for this upcoming season. We'll start with the longest prop in terms of the longest odds of anything that we'll talk about today. And that is the Memphis Grizzlies to win the NBA Finals this upcoming season. So they're currently sitting at plus 2,200 to do so, which is 12th on the list of odds. So there are 11 teams that Vegas thinks have a better chance of winning the NBA Finals than the Memphis Grizzlies. They're right behind Dallas, who are at plus 2,000, and right in front of Cleveland, who is at plus 3,000. So according to lines.com, only four teams have ever won the NBA Finals when they were given a preseason odds of plus 1,500 or greater. And one of those teams that are around the odds that the Grizzlies have right now, the Grizzlies are 22-1 to right now. The Golden State Warriors, ironically, in 2014-15, when they won the NBA Finals and really started this whole dynasty, they were 28-1 to in preseason that year. So, Grizzly fans, that's something to be excited about. I don't think we have the next Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green on the roster, but you never know. So, maybe this could be the start of something great, but... With futures, especially when it comes to NBA Finals futures, obviously the financial reward, if it were to hit, or is what makes it so intriguing. But there's just so many factors that go into it, especially when you're betting on a team like the Grizzlies that needs so many things to go 
absolutely perfect for them to have a chance to actually win the finals. That's not me saying they're going to be a bad team. That's not me saying they won't compete. But you look at the Western Conference, you look at the the whole makeup of the NBA, there's so much parity right now. Western Conference, you have the Warriors, Suns, Nuggets, Clippers, you have the, you know, the Pelicans and the Timberwolves are starting to show similar trends that the Grizzlies showed two or three years ago. So you have all these teams competing, beating each other up on a regular season basis, then going to the playoffs, and we saw one injury in John Morant. I mean, I'm not going to you know speculate and, and do that, but if John Morant didn't get hurt, I think the Grizzlies had a real good chance of beating the Warriors, and then from there, who knows what could have happened. So things can fall your way, and you can win, and it's fun to get that payout, but I would not use that as something that, you know, money in my pocket. I'm taking the Grizzlies to win the NBA Finals. I think they got it. I'll put a small wager on it just because it's fun as a fan to basically root for Grizzlies money line every night because you want the Grizzlies to win. And that's just a fun way to look at it, but that's how I look at it. It's almost like if you don't want to bet the Grizzlies every night because you're going to have those one-off nights, you know, you bet them to win the NBA Finals, you bet their team total wins, whatever it may be that kind of gets you a little bit more of an edge in the game is, you know, besides just being a fan and wanting the team to do well, I think that's a good way to look at it and look at these futures is it's almost like an investment for the season for your own personal entertainment. So that's how I see it. Um, I hate, and like I said, I won't bet against the Grizzlies when it comes to like unders. I try not to bet against the Grizzlies money line at all. It may be a bit different this year just because I want to give you guys information that I think can be used to, to you know, hopefully make money, hopefully make good bets. But just from a personal experience, I don't like to bet against the Grizzlies. Last season, I had season tickets to the team. I don't have season tickets this year, so I won't be at the game. So I won't feel as inclined to bet for the Grizzlies. Um, that game you know, that everyone was out last year, they played the Phoenix Suns. And Santi Aldama had the reverse dunk. Everyone's going crazy in the stands. I decided for the first time the whole season to bet the Phoenix Suns. And I basically wasn't able to enjoy that with all the fans. So made that mistake once. Won't be making that mistake again. I'll take a spread here or there against the Grizzlies, but I want to make that clear that this is a Grizzly Bear, or sorry, Grizz, Memphis Grizzlies podcast. We're on a Memphis Grizzlies platform, so it will be Memphis Grizzly leaning. But I'll try to keep it as unbiased as possible, as I said before. So looking at NBA Finals, that's where I would stand. Now when looking at the team as a whole and how we kind of fit in the whole landscape of the NBA, because I think that is important when you're looking at things like over-under win totals, playoff seeding, whatever it may be that we'll talk about going forward. It's important to talk about how the roster is right now, how I think they will fare going into the season. So Jaron Jackson Jr., obviously the big news, he's injured. Sometime between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we expect him to be back. They seem to be leaning, according to Media Day, towards closer to Thanksgiving. I would rather them take the time off and give until Christmas when it really does matter you know, maybe a week or two before Christmas, let him build up into that game against Golden State on Christmas Day. So we'll see. Jaron, sometime in that time period. Um, John Morant, year four, taking that big leap, I think, to cement himself in the top 10 in the NBA. ESPN ranked him the number nine player in the NBA. And Ja was one of those players right on the fringe of like star and superstar. And I would say he, he was a superstar. But now it's like the consistent year after year being one of the best players in the league. Year four is where Jaw takes that step. So, And he did say on Ryan Clark's podcast, I believe, The Pivot, he said that his biggest focus this offseason was making sure that he was available. We saw what happened last season. You know, Grizzlies did historically well in the time that he wasn't on the floor, 20-5 and five in the games that he didn't play. Wouldn't expect the roster to do the same thing this time around. And also, we saw what happened in the playoffs when he got hurt. He's out, Grizzlies season over. So with Job focusing on being 
healthier, focusing on his body. I think that adds some extra wins to the roster. Or sorry, some extra wins to the total this year. Just because last year, I think it was just amazing what the team did when he was out. But I wouldn't expect that again. But Desmond Bain, I expect to be just as good, if not better, than last season. I've said this before, but if Bain was just as good as he was last year for the next five seasons, that's a win. I think he took such a leap from year one to year two. Should have won most improved player. John Morant drops the award off at his house. I think Bain, it was, he was the, in my opinion, besides obviously John Morant, all-star, superstar, all that, I think just from a roster perspective, what the Grizzlies found in Desmond Bain. And even if, like I said, if he can give just that going forward, that is more than enough to be the third best player on your roster, sometimes the second best player on a night and get you wins. Dylan Brooks, you guys will find very soon that I'm very wishy-washy in terms of what I feel about Dylan when Dylan, year before this past uh, playoffs, had that great playoff series against the Utah Jazz. All excited to see him play this upcoming season. Injury did have something to do with it. He wasn't with the team at the start of the year. He came in, seemed to really try to force his way into the lineup in terms of like, you know, I guess cementing himself as like a offensive threat as an offensive option, and it just didn't mesh well. So I think from what I understand with Media Day, from what I've you know heard from what he said, what teammates have said, it seems like he's kind of looked in the mirror and taken a step back in terms of you know wanting to be more efficient with the shooting. And, you know, even if he's taking the amount of shots that he's taking now, he better make more or he should start taking less. So I think Brooks is a key part, especially on defense, because he is healthy from the start with Jaron out. Jaron Jackson Jr., obviously an all-defensive caliber player. We need Dylan Brooks to pick up those those loose ends um, at the start. Losing Melton and Anderson, I think, are going to be huge at the first start of the season. Obviously, the rookies, LaRavia, Roddy, you know, Chandler, all these guys, I think eventually will be contributing factors to the Grizzlies, but it's going to take time. So from the start, I think, you know, Melton, Anderson, those kind of guys not being in the lineup will hurt the Grizzlies going, you know, from the start. But Grizzlies started 5-5 five and five last season, and then they hit that, obviously, after Christmas, that crazy run, 11 games in a row, just didn't seem like they were ever going to lose. So... When you're looking at the team total for this upcoming season, with all that being said, the Grizzlies are currently at 48.5 wins on DraftKings, which is minus 140 odds. So when you compare it to last season, it seems like you're getting a great discount. Grizzlies won 56 games last season, last year, but that was tied for the most in franchise history. They had that crazy good run without Jot at 20-5. So 48.5 is probably more realistic in terms of what they will do this year. And again, if they're 75% of what they were last season, that's a fun team, that's a contender, that's the team that Memphis needs year in, year out. Obviously, some seasons are going to be a bit higher than others, but the consistency is what matters here. So 48 and a half, when I was looking at the schedule when it came out, I predicted around 47 to 50 wins, so right in that range, Vegas usually has it spot on. I would not be surprised if that half game is the difference. So 48 and a half, I would not be surprised if Grizzlies go 48 or 49. I'm leaning over. Like I said, that's my personal opinion, and I would never bet a Grizzly win total under just because I don't want to sit there and root against the Grizzlies late in the season and games that they need for playoff seeding and whatnot. I don't want to sit there and root against the Grizzlies. So 48.5 is a number. I like to look at teams in the conference from last season who had a similar win total and kind of compare it to, do I think the Grizzlies can beat that team this year? So going deeper into that, Utah, 49 wins last year. Denver, 48 wins last year. So somewhere between Utah and Denver in terms of how good they were in the landscape of the NBA, that's where the Grizzlies are predicted to be. I think the Grizzlies are better than what Utah was last year. 
Um, I, again, I think it's a slow start. I do think they pick it up towards the end of the year, so I would lean over. So that would put them at 49. Now, if you don't like the over, if you like the under, I think one thing that you could play is DraftKings offers an exact win total bracket, essentially. So it's 45 to 48 wins for the Memphis Grizzlies for this season. It's plus 275. So if they win 45, 46, 47, 48, you win. So I think that's an interesting one just if you you know think they're going to go under but slightly and you want a bit more of a payout because I know if you're betting Grizzlies win total over 48.5 at minus 140, when it comes to futures, you lock that money up for – essentially nine months it's it's tough when you're only getting a minus 140 payout so i think that if you want one of these like brackets of wins i think that could be an interesting way to 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 kind of you know use that use that win total and have fun with it um i think 49 to 52 is the next range and then it, it goes a bit higher a bit lower from there so that's something that i also think would be fun to play um if you're not looking at just a straight over under win total another bet that i like a lot is the Grizzlies to win the Southwest Division at plus 105. So the Southwest Division, if you don't know, Grizzlies, Mavericks, Pelicans, Rockets, Spurs. So those five teams to win that division. Last season, the Grizzlies won it at 56 games. The Mavericks won 52 games last year. And the divisions in basketball honestly don't mean much at all. It's not like football. And, you know, you can do poorly in your division and still win it. And football, we understand that, you know, you play each team twice. You only get 16 games, so these games matter a lot more. Last year, the Grizzlies were 11 and five in their division. Dallas was 14 and two, and New Orleans was six and ten. So Grizzlies at plus 105, Dallas is plus 140, New Orleans is plus 400. Which, if I was looking for a bet with a lot of value, I would take the Pelicans at plus 400, just based off that number alone and everything that they kind of have going on there. I think it's a, I think both these teams are a bit overhyped, um, especially Dallas. Obviously, Dallas had that crazy Western Conference Finals run last year. They lost Brunson in free agency. They added Christian Wood and JaVel McGee to replace him. I know Luka's great. I know that Luka is probably the front runner for the MVP. I know Joel Embiid may have something to say about that. But that Western Conference Finals run took two historic collapses from the Suns and the Jazz for Dallas to get there. Obviously, the Jazz, we see what happened to that team now. You know, Mitchell's not there. Gobert's not there. That team basically fell apart. And then the Suns, that's one of the worst Game 7, if not the worst Game 7 performances of all time. So, And then they got, you know, eventually met their maker in the Golden State Warriors. So I think that the Mavericks are a bit overhyped going into the year. So I would avoid the Mavericks, and I'm not considering them a threat to the Grizzlies to win the Southwest Division. The Pelicans, we've all seen the pictures of Zion. He looks like he's taking his his eating a lot healthier this year. I think it will be a lot less load on his, his joints, and I think Jid Zion's going to go right back to where he left off year before last where he was an all-NBA caliber player. Since then, they added C.J. McCollum, who averaged 25-5-4. and four. He's going to have to take a step back, which obviously C.J. we know can take a step back. No issues at all. Brendan Ingram is kind of that, that X factor. Brendan Ingram can play well with Zion and C.J. I think this is a legitimate team to contend for not only the Southwest Division but the whole conference. But, again, I just think so many things have to go right for the Pelicans for them to win the division where the Grizzlies, I don't think things have to go as right and they can still, you know, squeak out the division um, title, if you want to call it that. So I think the Grizzlies will kind of come down from that 56 wins to, again, like the 48 to 50 range. Pelicans were in the mid-30s in wins last year, so I think they go up. And Pelicans should still be in the low 40s in wins. I don't think they're that much better than, than they were last year. And, again, I keep harping on this idea that the Western Conference is just so good 
that these teams are going to beat each other up, and there's going to be a lot more losses this season than in years past. And that is taking us into our last um, prop of the day, last prop of the podcast, which is the Memphis Grizzlies playoff seating. So what this means is the Grizzlies are currently sitting at over under four and a half on the playoff seed. So over would mean that the Grizzlies are seeded five through not making the playoffs. Under would mean that the Grizzlies are one through four in terms of the playoff season in the West. Grizzlies the two seed last year. I'm leaning over on this, so I think they'll be five, six. I do think they'll be five. Um, and again, this just goes back to the idea that I really do think the Western Conference is going to be extremely competitive this year. I think teams are going to beat each other up. Teams are going to steal wins on the road. And I think there'll be a very closer group of teams than years past, especially last year. The Suns won the conference by eight games. Don't expect that to happen at all. I think everything will be within, you know, four or five games from the one seed all the way down to the six seed. So, I would go under for the Grizzlies. That still gives them plenty of room to make the playoffs, plenty of room to make noise. But I think teams like – I think the Clippers are going to be very good this year. The Warriors obviously defending their title. The Suns bring back pretty much the same team besides Jay Crowder, which we may snag up. We'll see what happens with that. Um, You have the Nuggets getting healthy. Could the Lakers sneak into a four seed? I mean, they do have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. You have a lot of teams fighting for that top four if you're looking at the four and a half for the Grizzlies playoff seeding. So I would go – over the four and a half, but at minus 135, I I would honestly feel pretty confident in that. I think that the Grizzlies at, at a five seed is very reasonable. And again, that's not a bad season at all. There's just a lot of good basketball teams right now. So that's really all we have for today. I appreciate everyone for listening to this first edition of the Grizzly Bear Bets podcast. We'll be back next Monday, October 10th, and that will be a player futures podcast. So we'll talk about John Morant MVP odds. Desmond Baines, point per game, whatever it may be that in terms of player stats, player props for this upcoming season. And then from that point forward, we get right into the first game against the Knicks. So I'm looking forward to this journey. Thank you again to everyone who's here early on. Thank you to everyone who's listened, who's followed me on Twitter already. So the Twitter for the podcast is at GrizzBets. My personal Twitter is at ChaseBob at 9, B-O-B-B-I-T-T. So at GrizzBets, I'll bet the Whenever the lines come out for the game, I'll, I'll put the lines out there. I'll kind of live tweet some, you know, maybe I'll give some live um, live plays, obviously, you know, for you know a live, live jaw over under points. I may live tweet some of that just depending on the night. But it'll also just be all the information, all the podcast, everything will be at the Twitter, at GrizzBets, my personal Twitter, more just kind of, you know, my own personal opinions on the Grizzlies as a whole, not when it you know pertains to betting. And then also make sure to follow the Grizzly Bear Blues Twitter at SBN Grizzlies and check out the Grizzly-related podcasts that are on our podcast network, which is on Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. And then all of our other content will be on www.grizzlybearblues.com. So make sure to check out all the great content we have for the Memphis Grizzlies this upcoming season. I'm really looking forward to it, and I will see you guys next Monday to go over player props. Thank you, guys, and see you guys next time. 